Thanksgiving's Thursday. And man, pumpkin pie is running a, almost, a, almost a solid first place here, right? All the questions that we have, and uh, some, some, some respond a little more nobly. Uh, they responded a little bit more nobly and said, ah, family and friends and, and, and getting together. <laughs> it's like, and others, were, others like me were thinking with their stomach, pumpkin pie, right? Oh, well, it's a, it's a blessed time. It's a blessed time. Uh, hallelujah. Psalm 95. I love this psalm. It says, Oh, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods in whose hands are the depths of the earth, the peaks of the mountains are, all, are his also. The sea is his, for, he, for it was he who made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. Amen? Amen. As I think about the day that it's Sunday but we've got people in town for 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 this that and the other we've got it's the biggest travel week uh, in the United States in the year because people are coming home for Thanksgiving and then they turn right around and go back because it's a Thursday thing um running on empty is this the idea that we don't take time to rest or recharge in all the things that we do in life. And of course, my, my concern as a pastor is your spiritual life. Amen? And that oftentimes that we find ourselves running on empty. Either we don't know how to recharge ourselves spiritually or we, or we choose not to. We're either too lazy I find myself too lazy sometimes. We either don't do it because we don't know how, or we don't do it because we don't want to. Something else is more important. I, I, I'm not sure I can help with the second one. But the first one, I want you to know how to navigate faith, navigate this life of faith in a world that is that is, that is becoming increasingly hostile to the faith that you hold dear. Become increasingly, increasingly hostile to you because of Jesus. Not because of the way you cut your hair. Not because of the clothes you wear. Not because of the kinds of things you might do during the week. But because of Jesus. Know this, that they don't even mind if you're religious, but not Jesus. That should be the truth teller for for us all. If we think in terms of persecution against religious, no, 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 no. It's persecution against Jesus. Jesus spoke to us and he said that this would happen. Even to the degree that that is almost unimaginable that, that mothers and fathers would turn their children over and have them killed because of faith. That, this, that, fam, that the people who would betray you in these things would be even people in your own family. That's where it's coming. That's where, that's where it's going. 
Yeah? The truth is, is, is there is an inordinate spiritual, spiritual angst against Jesus. When I say inordinate, from the perspective of humanity. Just, that always tells you that, that what the Scripture says when it, when it says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual principalities and powers in high places. It tells us that this is really a, a spiritual battle. And, and as on Thursday, I'm teaching the, the ladies downstairs the book of Revelation. There's a place where the enemy is cast out of heaven, he's, and, and the words were, woe to the earth and the people of the earth because he has been cast out to the earth, and he knows that he has but a short time. This thing's going to ramp up. I know that may not be good news for us who simply want to live and enjoy life as it is. Uh, I don't think there are bystanders in this. We're in the middle of a, of a real fight. And I know how it ends. I know how it ends. <laughs> Jesus wins every time. And, the, and even the enemy knows that. Remember the passage of Scripture. I'll get to the uh, get the sermon in a moment. Remember the passage of Scripture that the, that Jesus encounters demons, and what were the, the, what were, what did they say? Have you come to punish us before the time? They know what's in for them, but like, perhaps like a, a person who is angry and just wants to take other people with them, the enemy works, and he works. And you are his enemy. Running on empty. We need to be able to walk in faith and in power and in strength, even in the hard days. And and in the, in, in the last few weeks, I've talked about the different things, and I'll, I'll share that with you in a minute. But then we come, uh, we come to this time of year. And mixing with all the fun of this year. Now, I'm, I'm talking two tracks here, the physical and the spiritual. The fatigue that comes from thinking about everything we have to do. The, uh, the concern that comes with having limited resources of time, energy, and money. All these things can erode the joy of the moment. The concerns set in. And some, for, some of, for some people sitting here to, today, because for, for, for a variety of reasons, you might be sitting here I, I, saying, well, I wish it was all over and it was January 2nd. Okay? You know, God has given us some gifts. And one of the gifts that he gives us is the capacity to celebrate, to celebrate the good things that God has given us. Amen? Celebrating one another, celebrating friends, celebrating family. Here's a passage of Scripture I want to share with you. John, uh, the 14th chapter. It's a really, it's, it's significant to, this, to, 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 to this, this understanding that I want to get across to you today. Um, John 14, 27, it says, Peace I leave with you. My peace... I give to you. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Now, you know, the, the scripture that talks, talks about a peace that passes all understanding. 
You know, I, I've shared those kinds of things with you. And why, does it, why is God's peace a peace that passes all understanding? Well, could, could, could I say it this way, that, that most of the time when we think about having peace of mind and peace of, peace of our heart, peace of spirit, what do we think about? Well, the bills are all paid. Okay? Everybody's healthy. Okay? The, the, you know, the, the, the roof is not leaking. Yeah? The car is running well. The children are fine. All is right with the world, and so now I can have peace. Most of us associate having peace with the external things, having all the blocks checked, right? How many of us are really there? <laughs> How many of us are really there? In other words, there's nobody really at peace here, right? Not at least if, the, if we use those kinds of, uh, that, that kind of criteria. Sometimes the lack of peace comes from all the stuff we want. Never having the things that, you know, all the things that we want. Okay? Okay. I want you to load up on peace. Can I say it that way? I want you to be able to load up on peace when you want to. And I want you to, to understand that it's not the circumstance. This is why it's the peace that passes all understanding. That is beyond the typical, the, the, the natural mind to comprehend. It's a peace that God gives. That's why I started with the passage uh, in, in John. It says, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives to you. Do I give to you? See, this is not a different kind. This is not the same kind of peace that comes with having all the blocks checked. This is the kind of peace that you can stand in the midst of a storm and have all the blocks unchecked and say, it is well, it is well, it is well with my soul. See, do you know that that's within your reach and within your grasp, that it is a gift to you, that, but, but all you, what, you do is, what you need to do is take it? I'm going to tell you how to take it today. I'm going to tell you how to take it today. It's right in the Word. Just like everything else for us. It's right in the Word. I'm going to tell you, if you want this, I'm going to tell you how to have it, okay? First of all, you need to understand when, it's, when we're talking about personal peace, because you need to understand, understand when I say that you need to know how to, to, to recharge yourself spiritually and all the things that go with that. Because this, uh, I believe as Paul says, work out your, your salvation with fear and trembling. There is a new part. If you're a believer, if you've given yourself to Christ, if you've accepted Christ into your life, there is a new life in you. And, uh, and it's not of this world. The Holy Spirit. And, and here's, there's, there's this battle going on. Flesh and spirit. Right? I, I know how to feed the flesh. That's evident. And many of you too. <laughs> we know how to feed the flesh. But there's a problem because there's got to be some kind of a balance. One will push out the other. Loading up on peace. I want you to be able to. Now, first of all, we've we got to understand that we can't really control the actions and the attitudes of others. Right? 
And you say, where, where are you going with that? Well, you know, none of us are sitting in a cave anywhere. We're in relationship constantly. Yeah? And, and <laughs> they always they, they make fun of having that, that Thanksgiving, you know, you don't want these issues in the family, uh, problems and issues in the family, because you've got to sit, sit around the, you know, Thanksgiving, you're across the table from that person, Right? But we can't always, if you've got somebody mad at you, sometimes you can't control that. You've got some situation that your kids have created, you can't control that. In other words, your, your capacity to control that diminishes as they get older. Okay? But, but those things affect you, don't they? Okay? But we need to understand that we can't always control those things, the attitude or the things that they do, the actions of other people. And beyond that, sometimes some circumstances in life are simply out of our control. Yeah? Like the Obamacare thing. I mean, I, I mean, I, uh, I mean I've, got, I've got a Facebook page. And I see this, just the you know, throwing stuff going all over the place, you know. I can't control any of that. I have one vote, man. Sometimes it feels like, with it, sometimes it doesn't feel like it's very powerful at all. The circumstances I find myself in, the economy, there's only so much I can do there. Oftentimes I can't control that. I have no control over some of the circumstances that come into my life. And the truth is, life in the world and around us, it moves on. And the things that are close to us, the things that are far from us. Some of the things that, uh, that steal our peace. Now, let me, let me change gears here. Kind of on a Thanksgiving theme and kind of pull this together. Do you know you are what you eat? <laughs> No postulating about what I've been eating, okay? <laughs> you are what you eat. I mean, the, the, the doctors will tell you that. You know, your body's made up of that. And I'm not really talking about the physical stuff, but, but and this will connect with the passage that I'm going to take you to. The things that we take into our mind and our body and our spirit, in the same way that the food, is like, like, you know, I really like kibasa. I do. I like kielbasa. Woohoo! You know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and some would say, "Oh," <laughs> and uh, and but it's like full of oil. Okay, can I put it that way? Oil. And uh, I, you know, and 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 I've got a friend uh, that I grew up with. He's a he's a he's a cardiologist down in Duke, and he he'd probably say, "No, <laughs> no." <laughs> And so, but, you know, the things that I eat, whether it be like, you know, if, I, if I'm chomping down, if I'm chomping down uh, uh, Snickers bars and I'm running down here and getting a pastor special at AJ's, you know, this, by the way, if you don't know what that is, a peanut butter milkshake, right? Okay. If I'm slugging that stuff down every week, so it's going to affect, it's going to affect me. Now, in the same way, could I say, God has put his spirit within you. And 
You know, where's that little, oh, I had a piece of paper. I guess I lost it. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's what happens when you carry it around. But, but if we eat junk, it makes us unhealthy, right? If we consume mind junk, it makes us unhealthy too spiritually. It takes away our peace. Let me, let me go to the passage, and, and you'll understand what I'm... Philippians, the fourth chapter, verses four through nine. I love this passage, and, and if those of you who've been around here know that, you say, oh, he's preaching that again. Can't again, move on. But, but, this, but this ties in, see? If you need to know how to feed yourself, spiritually, so you'll have peace. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again, I say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord's near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren... Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there's any excellence and if there's anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things, the things that you have learned and received and heard in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Okay, now, all right, I, we can talk about some of the things that, that wreck our peace, okay? And, 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 and I, I looked at some of the lists online. I mean, you know, you could just type in peace breakers, peace, you know, peace stealers. Oh, man, just there's so many, there's so many. But I'd like to talk to you about what you consume because it's Thanksgiving. We're getting ready to consume a big bird or, or you know, I, I, in fact, uh, I said, did there, does any, everybody, got, everybody who wants to gets that email, right? Not everybody does. But I sent out an email, I talked about the couple of Thanksgiving, or actually I mentioned that some of the Thanksgivings in my memory were different. I remember the first one, um, I don't think we had very much money. My father was addicted to alcohol, and, they were, and, uh, and so I think it was a money thing, but at four years old you don't really know that. So when you had fried rabbit instead of turkey, and, and some people said, well, yum, right? Yum. <laughs> it was just a, wow. Hey, and, and what I said in the, in the little email was, was that, you know, it was different. I didn't know it was different. All I knew was that um, it was a special occasion. The family was together, and the food was good, and it was enough. Okay? Remember that. Remember another Thanksgiving uh, we were in Italy. We were stationed in Italy. The, the girls were about this big, you know, small. And uh, they were in school. And, you know, when, whenever you go over there, it's, it's all military. The, every, all the military people become the family. There's no extended family there. What do you do? So you, you just kind of embrace each other as, as this big other kind of family. I remember Tim Hogan. He was the Catholic priest. And he was a good friend of mine. And I was the pastor of, the, of, uh, of, of a congregation like this. And we got our heads together, and we 
and we signed everybody up and we went to a place called Assisi. And people say, what? What's Assisi? Ever heard of St. Francis of Assisi? It's this ancient walled city north of Rome. And we carried with us uh, 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 turkeys and dressing and all the typical fixings of an American Thanksgiving meal. And we just kind of like dropped in inside the city walls into this hotel and they cooked it all for us and 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 it was on, on Thanksgiving we all gathered together in this huge dining room with a blazing fire and the stone archways and stuff like that. There was no football. Ah but there were leftovers. And in a sense that was a family gathering our own. So those were some of some of those kinds of things. But we ate and we ate and we were filled. Okay? What do you fill yourself up on? Now, I'm not talking about the meal on Thursday, but in terms of life, and what does it do to you? Could I say that um, in, in light of the Scripture, what's he say here? See, this is, this is where the rubber hits the road, folks. If you want peace, you've got to do something. The peace that says that the, 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 when Jesus says, uh, here's the peace, that, and I leave you with this peace, and it's not like the world gives peace, okay? But it's a different kind of a peace. He says, um, there's some things that we consume in our mind and our, our spirits that messes that up. Try watching a, 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 try watching half an hour of Jerry Springer. And somebody says, yeah, yeah, okay. But you know what I'm talking about. Uh, why, you know, someone, someone asked about, uh, okay, about Christmas movies. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Because that's, Christmas is right around the corner. And some, some might have said, well, Die Hard. <laughs> or something like that. I mean, it's like, okay. We were thinking like, you know, Christmas Carol. <laughs> but consume all, I mean, you know, Bruce Willis is bloody and he's shooting it up and da-da-da. And it's like we get in that in the morning, one after the other, one after the other. What does that do to your mind? Okay? Hey, look, I'm preaching to, you, to me too yeah, on this one because I enjoy lots of different things, but I can't do all of these things and have the peace of God. Okay? What do you read? What do you listen to? Now, I'm not talk- now could I say I'm not even talking about sin here? I'm talking about personal choices. Do you know, do you not know that these things will take your peace from you? And I I would say the same about watching too much Fox News. Oh, man. Hey, you know, after a while, you just can't, if, if if you... Depends on your tolerance level. How much angst can one person just kind of hang on to on a, on a morning? You know, it's like you wake up, you're feeling pretty good how all night sleep. You turn on Fox News, and in, an, in, a, in a 45 minutes, you're ticked off. <laughs> and you go to work ticked off. And you go through the, and then you hit your email, and you're getting stuff from, you know, this, this organization, that organization. I don't, it doesn't matter if you agree with it or not. It's like consuming this. What does it do to your mind and spirit? Okay? I mean, I've got some pretty, you know, being an ex-jarhead, and, and some would say, not an ex-jarhead, Pastor, farmer. <laughs> being, a, being a Marine, I, I'm pretty, 
pretty right-wing, and you know, my, I'm very conservative, obviously, socially conservative, religiously conservative, all of these things. I could go crazy if I just consume and listen to, listen to the, you know, it's like a constant feed of stuff. Okay, now I watch the news. Don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not telling you not to watch the news. I'm just telling you, this is what it'll do to you. Just like the doctor says, I know you're going to eat what you want to eat. If you eat that, it's going to kill you. Do what you want. The same thing. So, so, so it, whether it's books, whether it's music, anything, conversation. You know, the, the book of James says, the book of James says, look, you know, you quit gossiping. The little tongue, the little bitty member. It'll set on, it'll set these incredible forest fires and it consumes so many things. And guess where the spark comes from? It comes from hell. Okay? Yeah, have you ever had a conversation and you, and you walk away feeling dirty? We all have. Okay? We've either said something we shouldn't have said or heard something we, we shouldn't have listened to. We're consuming. What are you consuming? And how does that affect your peace? Okay. And you say, well, it doesn't affect my peace. Well, the scripture here says it does. So, okay, I'm talking about the negative side, but let's talk about the positive side. What can you do? I've been pra- trying to practice this all week. Although I slip, I watch, a, watch something on TV that, you know, it's not, not horrific, but, you know, it's a shoot 'em up I'm amazed at how many guns there are on TV. Not like real life, is it? Not really. And um, before you, I mean, and, and so I, and I like guns. I like all those things. I'm, a, I'm a, like I said, I'm a jarhead. But, but, but remember, what can you do? If you're, here you are, you're faced with another holiday. Now this is just, you know, this, this will work 365 days a year, but here we are in the context of, of Thanksgiving and Christmas, and, and most people I know do well just to take care of business in terms of their economics and stuff on a regular week. And, and the holidays come along, and the expectations just will rock you. You know what I mean? They will push you to the edge. All the kids want, all, I mean, it's like, what is it, the PlayStation 4 now has just come out? Am, am I right there? And, and I saw one, uh, I was just flipping around, and I, I, don't, I don't even, I've never even, I don't even know what they look like. But for, uh, 650 bucks, somebody was selling one for. And, 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 a, and a parent looks and says, okay, what do you want for Christmas? I want a PlayStation 4, and da 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 Tough stuff can push against you, okay? We get, the, we get the picture. But what can I do? What can I do when the world is going, going crazy around me? I can begin to eat different things. I can begin to consume different things. I can be, I can be intentional. I like that word because, because otherwise, if you're not intentional about what you do, then you're like, you're not, you're like a, 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 the wooden boat that has no sail, you go wherever the wind, wherever the currents take you. You have no rudder in life, and you can walk around and wring your hands and say, woe is me, life stinks. 
God has given you a rudder. He's given you a motor. He's given you direction and says all you have to do is set the chart, set the course, and go for it. Okay? So what does he say here? Here are the instructions. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Uh, In the last few weeks, when I'm talking about running on empty, I've talked about prayer. Your prayer life, I've talked about the power of the Word of God in your life when you consume, when you, when you take the time to pray, when you take the time to read God's Word, okay? And I talked about worship, didn't I? Okay? And how that worship moves not only God's hand, but moves, it changes your heart. The same with, with, with the Word of God and with prayer. It allows you to recharge and be, some, be not at the, you might say, at the, the mercy of the winds and the waves of this world, gives you stability. It, it allows Jesus to stand up in the boat and say, peace be still, while everybody else is, is, is like lighting their hair on fire. Okay? That's why it's the peace that passes all understanding. It's my peace I give to you, Jesus says. My peace. His peace he gives to us. He makes it available. And Paul tells us in this passage of Scripture, the how. The how. He says, rejoice always. Oh, I didn't, he didn't say rejoice when, the, I mean, on Sunday morning when Debbie and, and, the, and the group's up here singing my favorite song. <laughs> I can rejoice then, can't I? What happens when, they, when they're not there or when they're singing something I detest or when things don't go my way, okay? When things don't go my way. When life is, you know, in other words, I th- do you know that prosperity, the, the, the prosperity that God speaks about is not so much the money in our pocket, but the peace that's in our heart. Excuse me. And he is the one that puts it there. I mean, isn't that really riches? That in the midst of anything that happens, that I know, that I know, that I know that God is there. And, and I... And I, I can reach him, and, I'm, and everything is all right. It's well. Okay? Now, that's riches. I mean, because there are people who have everything and shoot themselves. Everything that this world has to offer, and they're scratching their head and saying, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Or, or uh, what's the next thing that I can just attach my heart to so I just won't feel so empty? What's the next technological advance? I get a new phone. If I just had the latest, what's the latest? Is it i i i six? Five C. Five C. <laughs> you and you can hook them up, right? You can sell them, right? <laughs> you know what's the next advance? What is the next thing that I can kind of uh, lock my heart onto for a little while, be distracted for a moment, so I don't feel so empty? Say, God didn't, you know, God didn't intend you for that. I mean, I don't think he has a problem with us having phones, PlayStation 4s, or watching TV, any of this stuff. I heard a, a guy on TV this morning flipping the channel. It wasn't, wasn't Fox, it was the chapel. And the guy says, God doesn't want to be number one. He wants to be everything. He wants to be everything. Makes sense. It's like, okay, God's over here. This is over here. This is, no, God in my life. It will, it, that determines 
who I date. That determines who I marry. That determines how I do business. That determines how I study and, and, and respond to people, and, and, you know, my, my teachers, my professors. It, it depends on, on what I do with my free time, the kind of books that I read, the, 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 the things that I consume, the television I get, the movies that I watch. Da, 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 da. See, you see, he says, seek first the kingdom of God. Make that not only one, but, see, he becomes the filter in the life that you live through. His, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. You've got to be a worshiping person, okay? You've got to be a worshiper. You say, well, I'm not much of a worshiper. Well, become one. Become one. They say, say, Pastor, you can't tell me to do that. See, that, that's one of the problems in this world. You know, there's another church. If you don't like what, what you're hearing here, you go someplace else. So it's like, hey, who's calling the shots here? Oh, well, you are, but if I'm telling you what God's saying... It's him. It's not me. I usually will tell you, says, okay, this is not God. This is Pastor Blair, and I'm going to give you the best, best, best understanding that I have in this area here, okay? okay? Paul did the same thing, didn't he? He says, I speak this not by command, but by permission. Okay? But anything else, if it's, God, if it's, if it's well grounded in God's word, you, you and I better do well to heed it. You know, we're Americans, we just kind of call our own shots, do it our way, and find ourselves in a hell and wonder, wonder why. Wonder why. Be a worshiper. Replace concern with prayer. I mean, that says be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Replace concern. I mean, uh, I'll tell you what. When things start falling apart or things, things happen, I get real concerned. Don't you? When my, when, my, when my children are sick, when my wife looks at me and says, why did you spend that money? Did you not know? I get real concerned. Or, or, or something comes up, you know, that, that, that I hadn't planned. I get real concerned. A problem comes up in church and somebody decides that they hate the pastor. I, I really internalize that and I shouldn't. But I internalize that and I be, you know, ring in my hands, my heart, and my heart. And, and so, what, rather than that, I mean, here's, here's where the displacement comes. Here's where the intentionality comes in. When those things begin to press upon me, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Make your request made known to God. Okay? So, again, what am I teaching you? How to have God's peace. When those inevitable things come on, on you, things that you can't control, didn't control, didn't even start. Maybe there were things that you did do. Okay? But the worry is there. The concern is there. And fight. Get on your knees and let this thing go to God. Okay? Instead of wor- don't worry, pray. Whenever the worries come up, convert that to prayer. Okay? Be anxious for nothing but in everything. What is it, prayer, supplication? What is supplication? That's, that's humility. That's petitions made with humility and thanksgiving. Why? Because we know that God hears us. We know that we're in. We know that we're in. And you need to remove some things. He says, finally, whatsoever's, whatever's true, whatever's honorable, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's of good repute, 
if there's any excellence and anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. In other words, let's fill your mind with things that are wholesome and good. Wholesome and good. Yeah? It's like, uh, we have a little lady that I know. I, there's a little lady I know that she lives in fear. But she fills her mind with uh, horror movies. Okay? You know, it's like, do, do, you, know, do you not know that you, 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 you reap what you sow? You plant those things, they're, they're going to grow into something? You, 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 you have an action, or you, have, you take a course of, of, you know, you may have a, it's funny how we have an appetite for, for cruddy things. Isn't that funny that we have an appetite for things that are, that, are, that, are, that are not wholesome? It's part of the fall, I think. But it produces something else. You can't unforget some of the things you see in here. Okay, again, am I telling you, hey, just, okay, folks, here we have this big, uh, I mean, you, you don't have a pastor who's going to say, all right, if, you're, if you go here, you've you got to get rid of your TVs. And if you go here, you no, 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 no. This, we're playing by adult rules here, okay? And people who can hear God and make decisions, and I'm trying to teach you how to have peace. These are some of the things, honestly, and you, you get it, you understand, that rob you of your peace because, because they're in there. You've consumed them. I've consumed them, and they rob me of my peace. So what is it? Whatever's good, whatever's honorable, whatever's good reputation, dwell on these things. Feed yourself the good stuff. Feed yourself the good stuff. I'm just giving you a tool. You want peace? This is, this is what Paul says. This is what the Apostle Paul tells us, okay? Fill your mind with good things, okay? John 16, 33. I'll finish with this passage. We could have the music now. These things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world there's tribulation. You know that. In the world, I'm up here. They're just, they're, right now they're wind addressing. They're just getting from place to place. Important. These things I've spoken to you, he says, so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation. Everybody knows that. It's a, it's, a rocky, it's a rocky way out here. But take courage, I have overcome the world. <laughs> but take courage, I have overcome the world. See, this stuff works. This stuff works. God wants you to be able to recharge in him so you're not running on empty. Through prayer. Yeah, someone would say, well, pastor, are you trying to make me, turn me into a monk? No. <laughs> this is what a believer does. A believer prays. A believer worships. A believer reads the scriptures and consumes them. A believer practices what the scriptures teach. This is not far-fetched stuff. This is just plain, simple. I would say this is 101 or 102 Christianity. And I think you needed to hear it. Amen? Amen. Stand with us and let's worship.